0: You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Glad you're joining us for this next segment. Riley Westman also joining us, sticking around and actually get to slide over. You're getting a chance to see the entire set.
1: Feel a different couple We're of areas on the couch. <laughs> Next segment, you're yeah. going to be sitting here, man. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I there we that go. chair right there. <laughs> that, that's where you draw that's the line. no part of that, no. All right.
0: You know what? It's time for Pacifico down on the farm. It's time for us to talk about the Padres minor leagues. And of course, we have Bill Center, that's going to be our expert on that. And Riley Westman, the coordinator of instruction. They've got the uh, music going. Very nice. That's our sign. It's time to talk about the farm. Bill. Okay. Bunch well, of young, bunch of good young players going on right now. Right well, Rudy Harone. R- Let's start Rudy with Jaron.
2: you. Actually, very interesting, Riley, because he really sort of struggled this year at Fort Wayne when he was held back for the second year. He, I mean, he really did well in uh, 2015 at Fort Wayne. Yeah. Struggled a little bit this year. They promote him when Javi Guerra goes down with an injury
1: and he hits 426 for the la- over the last three weeks of the season. I mean, he did. You, you hit it right on those a year ago. He had a tremendous year there in Fort Wayne. Um, we brought in Javi, wanted to kind of have both those guys be premium shortstops play every day. So we left Rudy there in Fort Wayne. He did struggle at the beginning of this year, but took it in stride. I mean, showed up to the ballpark, was a professional every day, stuck with his routine. And I have to believe that paid off for him when he reported Lake Elsinore because he took off.
2: 19. 19 is the big number. Right, and
0: 19, which also is a great example of not only are you trying to handle this kid physically of where he's capable of being, but also the emotional side. And as you mentioned, you're sending him back down to a league that he'd already competed against. So when you're in those meetings, is there much discussion about, hey, this guy actually might handle it better, this guy might not take it as well, even though, physically he might be ready for the next level how much Uh, of that's in there
1: I think absolutely and as as we kind of spoke earlier like truly know that player yeah you know different guys are going to respond differently but I mean as the staff and the organization knows Rudy he's a great kid he's a tremendously hard worker and we we also wanted to let him know that this is in no way a slight on your performance or the person that you are we we value you we want you to play every single day we want you to pencil in at shortstop and we don't want you to split time with somebody else and that's ultimately what he wanted Had to be a
2: little bit hard for him, though, to see the other teenager, Luis Urias, go on and really play well, so well at Lake Elsinore that he's the California League Rookie of the Year and MVP at 19.
1: Yeah, definitely was. I mean, Louis went on and did some tremendous things this summer, but I think, um, you know. In Rudy's defense, like, you know, I think he took it as a professional. But you're right. That had to be frustrating. And you almost kind of can go into it as, man, this is not a win-win for him. Or it's a lose-lose because even if I do well, I'm supposed to, you know, because I did so well, the, you know, the previous summer. Right. But, I mean, again, he was a true professional. And when we did give him the promotion, like he a shining off. star. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he took, took off f- and responded, and he
0: proved that that's where he needed to be. Now, do you think that's because emotionally he just felt like, hey, here's my chance. I've been waiting. The door's open. Kick it in type thing? Or what's, what, what happened there?
1: Um, I wouldn't say that I know the answer for certain. I think, you know, he's a competitor, and I think when it was his chance to show what he was made of and, you know, what's he, what's he capable of, he showed it, you know, clear as day. He yeah, did
2: have a nice bounce in the step. At the and it's, a, yeah. it's a long season. I mean, it is a long season
0: on those buses dealing with what you're dealing with, and sometimes you just need that little spark of just saying, hey, a little change of pace. You know, it, it just kicks it in for you sometimes. He
1: was. He was bouncing around out there. I was just there <laughs> in the uh, last couple of games, and we were in a 5-4 ball game in the ninth, and it was a ball hit up the middle that if it squeezes through, the runner on first is probably going to go first to third. He lays out full extension, flips from his backside, turns the double play to end the ball game. Nice. And just kind of like that's the exclamation point of like, hey, you deserve to be here.
0: All right, very nice. Hey, Eric Yardley, he's just having a nice season as well.
2: What, what can you tell us right. about Eric, Bill? Uh, funky delivery to begin with. I mean, he's a, he's a submariner all the way. Uh, I love l- that picture right there. You just know he's coming from way oh, yeah, down under yeah. from Laredo. Uh, <laughs> went last year at, uh, at Lake Hills, this year, San Antonio, and he was one of the relievers who, who were promoted to El Paso. And at the end of the year, they had a lot of fresh young arms in the uh, bullpen at El Paso. Eric was one of them. Three appearances last week, no hits, went five and two-thirds innings.
1: Yeah, I mean, you hit it. there's a ton of deception there. He's a guy that after bullpens or after the game, you love getting with the catcher, and the catcher's like, picking it up out of his hand is tough. <laughs> I mean, there's so much sink. and the infield, there's no, hey, I'm going to get a lot of work today. Great. There's going to be some ground balls coming my way.
2: I saw him last year at Lake Elsinore in a game, and he walks two guys and he hits a guy, loads the bases with nobody out, and strikes out the next three. Really? <laughs> it was like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> Got himself out of his own
0: jam. Right. Yeah, now, so guys that are coming from that angle – Obviously, when you first see him very deceptive,
1: how do you keep a guy like that, continuing to be deceptive, especially against left-handers as a right-handed submariner? You know, I think RJ talked about it earlier. It's like when you're living down in the zone, no matter what, you're going to have success. So it's like True. I think for the focus of that catcher to be able to give that low target, know that some sink is coming. And, you know, for the lefties, he, he, he's able to throw some stuff that's going to run away from them. They're going to run out of some bat. But at the same time, like he – can hammer the bottom part of the zone. He can mix them off speed in there to keep them off balance. So, you know, that with the change of speed and deception, he's got some good stuff. How
0: do you work with your catchers working with a guy like that? I mean, because you've got to get underneath the ball and frame it a little bit better. Is there anything to try to help your catchers to help him in the course of a ball game?
1: I think for the catcher to know, you know, first and foremost, they're back there for that pitcher. And every skill set that pitcher is going to bring to you, I need to be able to emphasize and, you know, highlight what he's doing. So I think for Yardley especially – Give a low target. Make sure you're working underneath everything because he's going to live in the bottom part of that zone. And what he gives me, I've got to be able to sell for a strike and be able to present the best I can. I'm not going to try to trick anything, but I've got to present it and I'm going to work for him.
0: Hey, hashtag PadresSH. If you've got a question for Riley Westman or Bill Center about the farm, what's going on in the minor leagues, now's the time to do it. Speaking of the Chihuahuas, they're in the playoffs. It's fun time they're w- in they're El Paso one, right they're
2: now. They're one win away from advancing to the next or to the PCL. Championship series. Took Tacoma
0: out last night seven 0 right. nothing, I believe. They're up on the series two to one. Beat an old pottery yesterday, by the way. Yeah. Wade LeBlanc. Yeah. Right.
2: Got another one tonight. So Joe Joe, Joe Whelan. Whelan. Right. Yeah. So but hey, uh starting pitchers last two days, uh, Walker Lockett, which is somebody I think we both agree, amazing story this year. Oh, so we interviewed season, him on the show, yeah. Right. He shared that great Starts story. Starts the with season us. in Fort Wayne and winds up in El Paso, yep. wins a playoff game and Brian Rodriguez last night Two starting pitchers the last two nights at El Paso, one run in eleven and the third innings. That's what sort of got them where they are. Very
0: nice. First round of the playoffs. Assuming they take care of Tacoma, who's who's next on the
2: depth chart? Do you have any idea? Um, What's Nashville or Nashville's up in that
1: series. Yeah, they're up. They could clinch tonight, also. They correct? could clinch tonight, also.
2: You know, this begs a
0: question for me because it's all about development versus winning, and there's a lot of debate of which is more important. Both are important, are they not? I and, think and part of learning, somehow. right? Winning is part of development. E- exactly, you got to know how to win games and and. Bring home the trophy, right?
1: You don't want to ride the fence on that, but I think they absolutely go hand in hand because right. if you are playing to win, the development process in that is taking you to a place to win. So, and in the course of winning baseball games, to put certain pitchers and players in the environment of playing in the playoffs or you know tight situations, that's part of development, and that requires winning. So, like those go hand in hand. I agree with you. 100%. I mean, you,
2: there are going to be diamonds wherever you go, but and some are going to be on losing teams, but. To have a chance to win and perform in that in that platform, to me, is just as important as anything else. Riley, with the
0: level of talent that the Padres now have down in the minor leagues, are we going to see more teams, uh, not just win, but sort of guys that move along as a unit from A ball to AA, from AA to AAA, and so they'll really be – cohesive in terms of their approach on the field?
1: Yeah, I think you hit it earlier. Uh, kind A lot of these players are going to let us know. You know, th- Each one of them will kind of be ready to progress at a different speed, but I think we have dumped a lot of guys in our system that you watch them go out and compete every night, and you see they're just yeah. beating the guy across from them. They're you know raising their level of play. So yeah. I would have to expect that, yes, some of these guys are going to travel through the system faster than others, but at the same time, like if a guy's scuffling and he needs to remain and get some more experience there, then we will do that. But the guy goes out and he says, hey, loud and clear, I'm ready for this the next level, we're going to push that guy and see what he's capable of.
2: You know, I've been following the Padres' farm system for longer than I care to remember, <laughs> and it seems to me that this year, you had more upward movement of players. I mean, Lockett, all four levels. Yeah. Uh, LeMay, uh, all, th- I mean, th- there are a number of three. Uh, Allen. Right, Razabon. A lot of young relievers, all of a sudden, uh, M- Matten, Razabon, I mean, they're Players have moved this year, like Austin Allen, who you talked about, low A to double A. Yeah, I mean, that's, to me, it's very unusual to see that in this organization. Well, and it's
0: the way that it's happening. It's not because you've got guys that are underperforming or blowing no. out and you're forcing guys up to levels they're not ready at because you have to fill a void. It's, yeah, you're absolutely this right. This guy's ready to
2: play. Right. He, he's ready for the next level. That, know, that's a much healthier way of having it happen. The other thing to me that I noticed this year is two years ago, I hate to say this, but the – Dominican team was almost a disaster. They, they, um, I think they won ten games all year. <laughs> <laughs> and this year, all of a sudden, there are a lot of guys like uh, Rosario yeah. m- jumped to the Arizona League under one other, and and it's like there are players
1: now in the Dominican. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I th- they said a. Uh, an organization record this year and wins and so it was a very exciting year for them down there in the program and Igwe rosario that came over has really kind of established himself over there in arizona and we he got to take nice a break job. but
0: real quickly he knows something about dominican you managed down there I when did. he first started <laughs> yeah, welcome to professional that's baseball right. as a coach you got the dominican league that was home away from home for a while so you're right <laughs> that's on. a fun way to start yeah very good riley thanks for the time it was great having you on great pleasure being here. Ball. thank, thank you guys covering very the, much uh, minor leagues right there pacifico Doing the report down on the farm Pacifico, a rich logger born in Mazatlan. Brought home by surfers. Now waiting for you to be discovered right here in San Diego. Discover Pacifico. We've got more baseball talk coming up on Padre Social Hour.